Take your Bibles this morning. Uh, turn to the book of the beginnings. I, I said a couple weeks ago, I, I couldn't help but come back and grab uh, this message because, uh, man, uh, if there's any place in the Bible that has ministered to me over the past few years, uh, it would certainly be uh, these five chapters uh, that we're going to look at uh, just uh, briefly uh, this morning uh, on a message that uh, I put together uh, entitled uh, Surviving the Long Years, Surviving Long Years. I, I, I don't know if you've ever had a long year, but uh, long years happen. I mean, sometimes uh, we kind of get to the year uh, 2023, January 1, and we think, man, life's going to be good. We're going to go to the job. We're going to have this perfect marriage, and kids are going to behave all year, and nothing's going to happen. But somewhere after January 1 of the new year, all of a sudden it kind of begins to become a long year. And I I don't know if 2023 has been your long year. I don't know if 2022 was your long year or 2021 or maybe back in the 70s or 80s, but uh, let me tell you, if you live long enough and you wake up on the planet long enough, you may not need this word today, but I will guarantee you, you need to stick it in your pocket today uh, because there is going to be a time, there is going to be a place, there is going to be a period that you are going to need this word uh, and you're going to need to write down. Uh, the story of Joseph, and you're going to need to come back and reread uh, these five chapters of Scripture because it lets us know, uh, other than the life of Jesus who was perfected before us in his 33 and a half years, uh, we get a peek into uh, the real life of, 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 of Joseph and how uh, he was able to uh, endure uh, 13 years uh, of adversity. Uh, we've said this before about uh, Genesis. There are, are details, really it's every book of the Bible. There are details in every book of the Bible that uh, we don't have the privilege always of getting. Uh, there's some insight. There's some things that are going on uh, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, before the scenes, and after the scenes that sometimes we don't always uh, get a chance to, to, to pick up uh, all those things if you're an avid uh, a Bible thumper, Bible reader. But then there are other times uh, in Scripture that uh, we get to see very um, descriptive things. I mean, sometimes we have to stop and ponder, and, 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 and we get so much description, and we get so much detail uh, that uh, we just wonder uh, what it is that God is trying to tell us. And we can tell that the book of Genesis, as we've said before, was, was written by man because he takes one part of one sentence and he covers 17 years of life. I mean, think about it. I mean, we know it's written by man because he takes one part of one sentence when it comes to the life of Joseph, and he just simply writes Joseph into the script. He says, and Joseph was 17 years uh, old. He was 17. Because we know if a woman would have written Genesis, we would have known the date of his birth, we would have known the color of his bed sheets. We'd have known how many rattles that he owned. Uh, we know what mom and dad first said and what grandpa and grandma said and what the baby shower gifts were, whether or not he had a bassinet. But Moses just simply states, and Joseph was 17. You know, like most of us men, I mean, we're very short on words. He just simply writes him. He says, Joseph was 17. And the first 17 years of his life seems to have just gone by in a snap. 
And later on in Joseph's life, we read that he was 110 and he died. So we see that he was 17. We don't know nothing about the previous years of his life. And then we get to see that he's 110 and then he just simply dies. And what happened from 17 to 110? What he goes through uh, in that period of time is very interesting. But in five chapters, chapter 37 through chapter 41, we see 13 years of Joseph's life that are described not just in statements, but they give us very vivid descriptions of what it is that he endures and why he endured it and how he was able to endure it and get through those long years. So from 17 to 30, Joseph endured 13 long years of adversity. And as we've already mentioned, sooner or later, all of us uh, will have a time in our life that we will uh, have some long years. And there's no uh, text, I believe, in all the Bible that lays out before us. I mean, I mean, I mean, we're getting very vivid description of this 13 years. Now, we, we don't know what happens much from 30 to 110. We don't know from 0 to 17, but, but we get five chapters that unpacks the life of a man that, that had to survive some things that were unfair, had to survive some things that must have turned his life upside down. He survived some things that, that certainly he would have never, ever thought that would happen to him in his lifetime. I mean, he has a lot of things that happen, but it teaches us how we are to survive uh, long years in life. And like I say, I've already said it twice, I'll say it again. If you ain't never had a long year, you wake up long enough, you're going to have a long year. And I promise you today, you can get something uh, out of this word. So today we're going to look at Genesis 37. Uh, we're just going to read verse 2 through 5, and then we're just going to jump over. Uh, in your quiet moments, uh, you can read uh, all five chapters, but we're going to read Genesis 41 uh, and 46. But uh, the passages are long. Uh, our time is very short. So we're going to read those passages together. Let's stand this morning in honor of God's Word. This is the inspired Word of God. In this Word is the power to change lives. You guys sound better in the first service today, I tell you. They were sleeping. Genesis 37, verse 2. It says, These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and he had uh, the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zippah, his father's wife. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it unto his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Now just look over at Genesis 41. Genesis 41 and verse... 46. We distract a lot of journey. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. Let's pray. Father God, this morning your word is sacred. 
Your word is inspirational. Your word is true. And Lord, I I pray, Lord, today that your word would just speak to our heart, mind, body, and soul. And Lord, I I know sitting in this room, there are some people, Lord, that uh, 2023 has been a different year than they would have thought about 11 months ago. Lord, I know some of us have had some difficult years over these past few years. Some things have happened in our journey of life that we would have never expected. Lord, today as we just divide this bread of life together, Lord, I pray that you would give us inspiration. You would give us revelation on how it is that we are to survive long years. Lord, we praise you, we love you, and we thank you. And if there's somebody here today lost in need of you, that this would be the day they could be saved. And it's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I've had the privilege of being a couple different places uh, over the weekend, and, 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 and whether it was birthday parties or, or this kind of party or that kind of party. And, and, and one thing that would often be mentioned there is people would say, it's amazing how quick the time has gone. Uh, you, you know, it's, it, it's amazing how quick the time has gone. And you know what? Life does move very quick. And that's why you've got to be prepared when it comes to surviving long years because life uh, changes with the seasons. It, it, it's very patternable. It, 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 there's its ups and its downs and its ins and its outs. One moment you can be on top of the world and the next moment the world uh, can be on top of you. And so today we, we, we try to look at how, how do you survive those long years? How, 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 how do you survive that time when, when the world seems to be on top of you and you are not on top of it? Maybe it's a time where you wanted to take the next step of faith. You, you were going to be a Sunday school teacher or you were going to start coming to church regularly, but all of a sudden something has happened in your life. Maybe it's something financial. Maybe it was something spiritual. Maybe it's something emotional. But something uh, has interrupted your life. Something that you planned to do, you were no longer able to do. Maybe it was a year where you needed a provision for a job. Maybe it was a year where you needed healing for your body. Maybe it was a year where you endured some sort of physical sickness. Maybe it was a year uh, that you needed some peace from some stressful situations. But whatever has taken place in the midst of it all, you have had to cry out to God and you're saying, God, why has this happened? God, will this ever end? I want you to know that your long years never come to stay. But your long years of adversity, they, they, they come to teach us some things. You see, when it comes to long years, if, if, if you are honest this morning, if God woke you up this morning, you've had times in your life where you will say things like, why me? Why am I in this predicament? And Joseph is one of the many individuals that we could illustrate in scripture that's had long years. The thing that they all have in common throughout all of scripture is they had to face adversity. Understand the school of adversity is a school that all of God's champions eventually at one time or another, you're going to have to graduate. So whether you went to high school or whether you went to college, all of us, all of God's champions will eventually go to the school of adversity. 
The Bible says, do not think it's strange the various trials that you're going to find yourself in. Peter told the New Testament church, when you hear the struggles of others rejoice, you're struggling too. Job said, when sparks fly upward, that is a sign that man is born into trouble. All the people of God used, they went through the school of adversity. Abraham faced it, Joseph endured it, David went through it, Daniel, Job, Jeremiah, even Jesus, who was the author and finisher of our faith, he was the ultimate example. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. Can you imagine having to go to Calvary? I mean, I mean, I mean what it is that Jesus endured? I mean, they all have these long years and they survived them. And you need to know today that you will survive your long years too. But there's things that you have to do. There, there are personal seasons of struggle. There are also generational seasons of struggle. If we were to look at our own history as Americans, we would understand that we've had the struggles of wars. Wars like the Civil War. Uh, we've had times like World War II. We've, we've had struggles of reconciliation and rebuilding. And we've had struggles like the, the Great Depression. And during that struggle, bankers become street sweepers and lawyers became lamplights. Why? Because it was a time of adversity. And so whether it is a, a personal struggle or a generational struggle, we all eventually go through the school of adversity. And when we ask why, God will generally let us know the question, and he will also let us know the answer. Because God wants to conform you. That is the place that we get from the school of adversity. We all love Romans 8, 28 that lets us know that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord that are called according to his purpose. But oftentimes we don't read Romans 8 and 29 because it's there. It tells us why we go through the things because it says that he had foreknowledge, that, that he predestined, that, that there's some conforming that's going to take place when you go through adversity, when you go through difficult times. There, there's some things that are going to happen in your life. And so you need to understand that it's not just Romans 8, 28, but it's also Romans 8 and 29. And we need to understand that Joseph here, no doubt his brothers are not happy with him. No doubt about it. Maybe the family ain't being run exactly the way it ought to be run. But Joseph, he refused uh, to just simply fall into the normal. Joseph uh, had a dream. And we need to understand that God wants us to stop telling people sometimes what it is that we want him to do for us. And sometimes God is wanting to know what we are going to do for him. So God sees this man called Joseph and he enrolls him in this school of adversity and it takes him 13 years to graduate. And the one thing that I guarantee is that adversity will change you. No one will ever go through adversity and stay the same. I want to say that one more time. Adversity will change you. If you ever go through some trials or some tribulations, and I'm not talking about little things. I, I'm talking about big things. I, I'm talking about enduring uh, mental anguish or rejection or, or, or difficulty or whatever it may be in your life. I mean, it will change you. And what happens during this adversity time is that you will want to give up. 
But if you don't give up, what happens is you will grow up. You will either give up or you will grow up. But sometimes, just like we talked about in the Overcomer series, sometimes you got to hang on long enough. Sometimes you can't be given up. Sometimes you got to stay in it long enough so that God can grow you up. Because in the midst of adversity, in the midst of it changing you, you will either get bitter or you will get better. And if you hang on long enough, all of a sudden it won't be about giving up and it won't be about getting bitter. But It'll be about just simply uh, staying in there and uh, seeing what it is that God has for you, and he will conform you to the image of himself. And before you know it, you will all of a sudden find yourself growing up in the Lord. You'll have a, a better relationship with God, and you will also not become bitter, but you will come better. You see, I believe a lot of people, when it comes to adversity, when it comes to the church, it's easy to sit here today and worship God and praise God. It's easy to come to church today when you got money in your pocket and everything's going good, but when in the midst of adversity, when you can show up when you don't feel like it, when you can show up and you don't see God or you don't feel God or nothing's going right in your life, but you say, you know what? I got to get to church today. I'm not going to leave church. I'm not going that way. I'm coming this way. I'm not going that way. I'm coming toward the altar. I'm going to be there. I'm going to stay there. I'm not going to give up, but I'm going to keep on going for my faith's sake. You see, a lot of people, it's about sight, but it's got to be about faith. So adversity, when the devil puts adversity on us, it will cause us to want to give up. But if you'll stay in it, if you'll stay true, if you'll stay faithful, it will grow you up. It'll grow you up. And in adversity, when it's dark, you'll start being able to see the light. So we need to see here that Joseph goes through these 13 years. For 13 years, it's 13 years of chains and 13 years of shattered dreams. What was it that allowed him to survive and be successful? Listen, it was not the dream. I've known a lot of people that have had dreams that aren't successful. And there's a lot of people here today, there's a lot of people you and I know in the world that's had dreams and they might not be successful. But what allowed Joseph to be successful, what in the end was really the secret to Joseph's life was that he learned what it meant to overcome, what it meant to survive adversity. What was it that gave him the courage to trade his shackles of train, a chains to chains of gold? It was adversity. What was it that gave him the confidence to know uh, that God was with him? It was adversity. What was it that gave him the strength to look into the eyes of those that betrayed him and give God glory and give them forgiveness? It was adversity. Psalms 119 and 71, and this is a real truth, and we don't really like this verse, and we've quoted this church verse uh, on, 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 on occasion, but this is what it says. It says, it has been good for me. It says, it has been good for me that I was afflicted. And why? So that I could learn the statutes of God. So that I could learn some things about God. Think about what the psalmist is saying there. He's saying that it was good for me that that I've had some adversity. It was good for me that I went through some of the things that I went through because I was able to learn some things about God that I would have never known had I not gone through what I've gone through. I'll put a coin in a meter parked there for about like 30 seconds. But let me just tell you what, in the midst of adversity, friends, 
in the midst of wanting to give up, God will grow you up and you will learn some things about God. You will get closer to God. You will become more assured of God. Your faith will be stronger and your faith will deepen in those midst of those very hard uh, adversity type of times. If you will just simply keep moving forward by faith. You see what it is that allowed him, and we hit on this a few weeks ago, is, is what it is that allowed him to to get to that graduation point is the same thing that you and I need to understand as well. If you're going to survive, you're going to need to know that God is with you. You got to make up your mind this morning that our God is a present help in the time of trouble, that our God is a sovereign God, that when his brothers threw him in the pit, it says in the Bible that God was with him. The friend that sticks closer than a brother was with him. When the slave traders bought one, it was actually a two-for-one deal because God was with him. No matter where he was, God seemed to be with him. I mean, I mean, think about it, friends. When he walked into the Potiphar's house and he took on the task of scrubbing the floors, God stood over him and God was with him. When he was thrown into the prison, the dark and dirty dungeon, the one who created the light and hung the stars was his cellmate. I mean, God was with him. Think about it. And, 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 and the one who created the light and, and hung those stars, I mean, he was the same God that was with him all throughout his life when he ascended to his throne and he sent there the power of that king who sits upon the throne in the highest. God was still with him even when he gets delivered. The advocate was there when he was in the hospital. I mean, I mean, you'll find that God will be with you. When you're in a courtroom, you'll find that God will be with you. I mean, if you're in a treatment center, you'll find that God will be with you. If you're in a cemetery, you'll find that God will be with you. If you'll go ahead and make up your mind in this life, the way you're going to survive long years is no matter what happens to you, it may surprise you, but it will never surprise God. And wherever you are, God will be there. If you're on your way to the emergency room, it may surprise you, but guess what? God is already in the ambulance with you. He's already controlling the doctor's hands. If it's going to be surgery, he's already in the surgical room because you've got to have faith enough to know that whatever it is you go through, God is going to be with you. And it may take you by surprise. It may take me by surprise, but nothing in life takes God by surprise. And the way you survive long years is simply having the faith. That God is with you. And we can almost stop there, but I got, I, got, I got just a few things to tell you before we leave today. Listen, there's some examples. We talked about these things before, but I, I, I want you to write these things down. I want you to take these out here with you. Because they're absolutely, most generally, the opposite of what you and I would do when it comes to surviving long years. The first thing that Joseph illustrates is, is he gave it all he got. Just because it gets hard does not mean that he got lazy. Laziness is an epidemic of the generation that we find ourselves living in. He finds himself in a situation that he never thought he'd be. When he was sold into slavery, he squared his shoulders. He said, the man may have bought me as a slave, but I'm not a slave. And I am a child of the king. And sometimes the hardest seasons in your life you're going to have to work them out. And so don't set them out. And so what you've got to do is during those hard seasons of light, Jesus said that we are the light of the world and we have to let man see our good works. So whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your heart. The reason people don't survive long years is because generally they give up. And what did Joseph do? He continued to work. 
He continued to square those shoulders and do everything. He wasn't doing it for Potiphar. He wasn't doing it for his family. He was doing it for God. He was giving it all that he had. The second thing we need to understand is don't give in. In the most trying times of your life, you're going to face temptation. Joseph, uh, we know that he was tempted by Potiphar's wife. We know that Joseph must have been a, been a good-looking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Brad Pitt, or whoever it is today that you all follow uh, online that's a good-looking uh, actor. But listen, uh, she tried to catch him, tried to do everything she could to get him off course, and Joseph could have easily said, you know what, all these things have happened to me. I deserve to just, just do this. But you know what? He was able to overcome temptation. He was able to keep his faith. He was able to keep his integrity. He never sinned against God. And you and I, during our long years, you're going to be tempted. You can mark it down. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. During difficult days and difficult times, you'll be tempted. It might not be with a woman, but it'll be with something. Somebody will come along and tempt you to get off the track. Somebody will say, well, you need to stop going to this church, or you need to stop following God, or you need to stop doing this. You're going to have temptations, but you've got to have enough faith in your God that you don't listen to what everybody else tells you. You've got to have enough faith to just simply believe that God will allow you and God will get you through those difficult years. I almost uh, hate to say this next thing because it's probably one of the most difficult things that I deal with, but you got to be patient. How many of y'all hate being patient? We could talk a lot about that, but we don't have time. But listen, you know how I know that Potiphar did not believe his wife because he would have killed him for sure. And you don't get to pick the place where it is that you're going to be assigned to wait. Sometimes you're going to have to wait through sickness. Sometimes you're going to have to wait through not understanding everything. Job waited uh, on the ash heap of his sickness. Abraham waited in a tent in the desert. David waited in the back of a cave. Jesus waited in a borrowed tomb. And sometimes God may have to slow you down enough that you may have to wait in a hospital. You may have to wait in a boardroom. You may have to wait in a jail cell. But God has a way of getting our attention when we have to wait. Isaiah 40 and 31 says that they that wait upon the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will walk and not get weary, and they will run and not faint. You see, give it all you got. Don't give in. Be patient. And here's a big one here. It's not very well used in our society, in our world, but never stop caring for others. Never stop caring for others. He gets thrown in jail. It's so interesting during these five chapters, these things that he's doing. Think about what he's doing. He continues to give it all he's got. He he doesn't give in. He's patient. I mean, he's not complaining. I mean, 13 years is a long time. He's waiting on his Lord, but then he never stops caring for others. He gets thrown in jail. He gets promoted to help take care of the prisoners. He had all these excuses, but he does not stop caring for others. He makes a contact and he tells them about his dream. And you want to survive long years, you got to help other people through their long years. You want to survive your burdens, you got to help other people with their burdens. You see, God's got us on this earth and on this planet to be a blessing to other people. 
And when Joseph, no matter, no, no matter what he's doing, I mean, I mean, whether he's waiting tables or, or whether he's mopping or whether he's serving or whether he's in jail, he finds himself always ministering to other people. You know, I've been fascinated over my years of ministry. Sometimes the people that have the most on them and sometimes the people that are dealing with the most adversity, they sometimes are the biggest blessings to other people. And you got to understand that during your burdens, you don't stop helping other people with their burdens because you will be a testimony and you will be a light to other people. You may not even say anything to them, but people will watch you. I've seen people for years that that, that, that they went through the school of adversity and I thought, man, I mean, it's going to wipe them out. They they probably won't even be in church next week. It's going to overcome them. But guess what? They're in church next week. Sometimes they move up to the front row. I mean, sometimes they start going to the altar because during adversity, you got to understand it's during that time you get to minister to other people with what it is that you've been through. And eventually... When you survive those long years, you will have a testimony, not a testimony, but you will have a testimony and it won't be something that the world, you know, what our world needs today is they need to see the real, the real McCoy, the real deal. We got too many people that are fakes and we got a lot of people that attend church and everybody just thinks everybody's around. That was the cool thing about last week is everybody got to see everybody being vulnerable. Everybody got to see that, oh man, I can't believe that person next to me, that they had lupus and they overcome lupus. I can't believe that person next to me, they had cancer and they overcame cancer. I can't believe that person used to have an addiction and they overcame an addiction. I can't believe that person used to do this or that person used to do that. But God has worked in all of our lives and collectively when we got to the end of that service, all of us realized that we're all on this big journey of life. And all of us, we have these difficulties. That's why we got we to gotta make sure that we keep moving forward that we don't give in, we give it all we got, that we be patient, don't stop caring for others. And let me just close with this. Always trust God alone. No matter what else happens, we know what happens here. He meets these guys, this butler is supposed to remember him when he gets out, but it still takes another two years plus for this butler to to mention, hey, there's this guy in the prison cell down there that uh, can interpret dreams. Let's go get him out. You know, we sometimes trust a lot of things in this world. And I'm not saying you can't trust uh, in different things. But I'm telling you the most important thing you need to trust, and that's God and God alone. Because he will never forget you. The butler may forget you, the neighbor may forget you, the pastor may forget you, the church may forget you, but guess what? God never forgets you. And you will survive your long years and you will get through whatever it is that you're going through. You'll get through it when God is ready for you to graduate. And I'm so proud of our our, our women, our, our, our lighthouse women, and we don't get to always spend years with them. Some we get to spend years with, some we get to spend six months with them. But you know what? Uh, I'm sure when they go into Lighthouse, that that is a time of of adversity. That is a time of them giving up what it is that they've been through. But then all of a sudden, they get to a place where they get to to graduate over top of that adversity. And they become counselors and, and head parents and all these different kinds of things they get to do. And you and I are the same way. Today, God has given you some stories, just like that was on those cardboard 
testimonies last week. God has given you some testimonies. All of us have stories here today. And I want you to know that you survived those long years. First and foremost, above everything, is realizing that God will be with you. Today, there isn't a person in this room that God's not with. He'll be with you in the darkest times of your life. He loves you, and he cares for you, and he will be there. You you may not see him, and you may not feel him, but God will be with you. And when you get a chance to look back, it wasn't necessarily that you just had a good doctor. It wasn't necessarily that you had a good lawyer. It wasn't necessarily that you got the right prescription medication. But you need to know before all of that came into effect, God was with you. And he touched those people to be in the right place to get you through your long years. My second close and I'm done. I want you to know today. I want you to know today. I want you to remember this. If you don't remember anything else, that when you're in your adversity school, give it all you got and don't give in. Because it's there that you will get a chance to to grow up instead of give up. It's there that you'll get a chance to get better instead of being bitter. And then you make sure that you don't give up. You make sure that you're patient. You make sure that you just keep trusting God and God will see you through whatever it is your long years are. Today, if you're here and you're lost and you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior, man, we've had an awesome day together today and and if, if, if you need the Lord, you can get saved. If you need to join this church, rededicate your life, you do what God would have you do. But let's stand, let's pray.